This podcast is part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. So visit saspodcastnetwork.com for more podcasts from local Saskatchewan talent. Does money spark joy in your life? Or does it cause you stress? If you said stress, you're not alone. 42% of Canadians say their biggest stress comes from money. At Connexus, they care about your financial well-being. The Connexus Money Talk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events. Check it out today at connexusmoneytalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress-free about your money. Direct West is a proud partner of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Is marketing getting in the way you're running your business? Things like updating your Google listing, thinking of a headline for a billboard, or making sure your website is in good shape? That's where Direct West comes in. You can get local, expert marketing help for your businesses at directwest.com. I want to ask you some questions. Don't make me bust you up, man. Would you care to step outside? All too easy. I count six shots. I count two guns. Godspeed, Spider-Man. It's quite cool. Your Honor, I'm not done. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of We Make Movies. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Cam Beletsky. I did this. I did this wrong, but I totally, <laughs> I totally skipped. We're, no, no, we're going with it. <laughs> Your I, I, yeah, there you go. Okay, you, you, go. you introduced me. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Oh man, um, yeah, we're we're rusty. <laughs> we take two weeks off and then we're rusty as shit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm Ken Bleski. You're DJ Carnegie, and uh, joining us again is Sam Allen, our our good friend. Um, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, good. How's that? We've been killing it with the guests lately. Huh? <laughs> I, I feel like we get very lovely people on. Um, at least we think think they are. Maybe, maybe listeners out there. <laughs> Damn it! You brought back Dieter. I wanted for Sam. <laughs> or uh, yeah, vice versa. Poor Dieter. Um, man, Sam, how's how's COVID in your area? Um. It's not really that big a that big a problem right now. People are getting vaccinated. It's kind of opening up to the general public too. So, you know, things are fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah. We are. Yeah. We can't even watch movies right now. We're fucking shut down. <laughs> We're down for the count, it's man. Another another lockdown, pretty much. Really. Yeah. Just yeah, just our city. Like the province is good. But but Regina is disgusting. <laughs> As well, there's lots of COVID cases. Uh, <laughs> these variants are going crazy. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm good. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't have any friends or family that's gotten it, so I I, I think been you know, relatively lucky so far. Are you just here to brag, or no? <laughs> I'm here to count my blessings. That's what I'm here to do. Um, yeah, last year. And uh, um, like at Thanksgiving, it seemed like things were kind of like dialing back, you know, it was like things were starting to feel a little normal. So at at Thanksgiving, we went around and said what we were thankful for. And I was like, I'm thankful none of us have COVID. And my dad was like, yeah, yet. And and, and then I'm like, what's his deal, man? Like, it's, this isn't going to be around next year. And yeah, oh, my God, look where we are now. <laughs> I also <laughs> so, thought it was going to go away by this time right I so didn't i could actually take my trip to mexico you go to mexico uh, what for i was gonna go to mexico i didn't tell you no what i'm pretty sure i did for wait what are you going for <laughs> the all boys trip to mexico the all boys trip to mexico yeah 
What? That got canceled last year and again this year. Oh shit! Like fucking COVID. Like you're gonna go to resort and shit and party it up? Yeah, all inclusive. Oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's sad. Yes. I, I I was really hyped to go to a Black Keys concert. That's all I wanted for my birthday. I'm like, give me Black Keys tickets. That's all I need. And they got canceled. And I was I'm so confused. surprised to hear that you like the Black Keys. You like the Black Keys too? I love. Well, I don't love the Black Keys, but I really like the Black Keys. Yeah. No, no way, man. El Camino is the first first LP I ever bought myself. Oh, were you like a douche and got the vinyl and the whole thing? I no, I have a, I have about a collection, man. I have a good I have a good record player. I, oh, kiss my ass! <laughs> Please tell me about how the sound is so much better and how you enjoy listening to albums and it's an immersive experience. Tell me more, please. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't going to, but now that you prompt me, yeah, you, those are all those are all the pros to having vinyl. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody should do it. It's just a, it's like I don't know, just having having the physical record in my hand. I, was just, I forgot that platitude. My bad. I should have. <laughs> you should have added that. You should have added that. <laughs> no, no I, but I, I don't. I like them. I like the Black Keys. I really like um that the brother. I like the Brothers album. Is there a song that I would know by them? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Gold on the Ceiling, a Lonely Boy, um, Everlasting Light. Yeah. Uh, Tighten Up. Um, I just I could probably list, list all this. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot. I'll listen, I'll listen later. Oh yeah, I mean, like they're yeah, they're. I, I don't like. Are you much of a rock guy? Like, how do you feel? How do you feel with uh, rock and roll these days? These days, or yeah. just in general? <laughs> <laughs> or at, I, I, are you like? Do you listen to rock ever? Sometimes, occasionally. Okay. Okay. Well, the they're... old old school classic rock. It's it's okay. they kind of sound they kind of have that feel. It, it's hard to listen to Everlasting Light and not have a good time they're, <laughs> yeah they're, they're like cool they're legitimately cool it's just guitar and drums and vocals obviously but they're they mm-hmm. like they make good music legitimately i oh I enjoy man it. this is i never talked to people with the black keys cool. this is fucking awesome they're, they're a See, huge band like, this is why we should have sent our spotify playlist by now but we <laughs> nobody's done it yet I oh my god <laughs> yeah i totally forgot about that shit <laughs> what are we supposed to do how what, what was the deal with over oh, the with the movies the spotify, the spotify. oh no <laughs> i were we were we gonna make our like maybe maybe make like share like our personal favorites playlist or something like that yeah that, whatever like, some like, like the music you listen to yeah yeah okay, it'd be good okay. to judge each other on that That'll be hell yeah oh my god <laughs> i'll do that that sounds awesome <laughs> make, make lasting decisions about how we feel about each other's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like music is like I, yeah, I feel like, like when someone's like, "Oh my God, Suicide Squad is my favorite movie." I'm like, "All right, I know what you're like. You don't, you like, you know, like you're not a bad person. You just don't really give a shit about movies, you know, <laughs> like you like roller coasters. You like theme parks." Yeah, yeah, right. But like, I don't. With music, it's like that. It is like, like I there's I don't really feel like I judge. You know, if somebody listens to a lot of country, it's like, oh, they, you know, I don't know, maybe they like, you know, like I I, I don't I don't see it as like. He's like, oh, you don't really care about music. You you don't really, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's, it's it's a lot more nuanced to it. I feel so much of it is where you're from too, and and you know, like there there's good stuff from. I mean, no, I'm not I'm not the first person to say this, but there's there's good stuff from any genre, but there's also mm-hmm. like bad stuff from every genre. So it just depends. this past uh, December when everybody was sharing their Spotify like year in review things, 
there's mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one guy I went to high school with, and his top five songs were all like it was top five country songs, and his his artists were five country artists, and then he had eighty five thousand minutes listened to in the year, and it was all the only thing the only genre listened to was country, and I was like. Wow. wow! Could you imagine <laughs> almost a hundred thousand minutes of like of one like not not just because it was country, but I mean like yeah. wow! If I if I listen to that much of like one genre, like you know like I don't know that that'd be like oh I only watched horror movies this year, you know like I feel like or like I only watched Godzilla movies this year. <laughs> well, mo- most people most people don't move more than ten miles away from their hometown, like. That's country music. All roads lead back to home. Like that is the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Or yeah. Well, like you notice it with uh, DJ because you've been you've been watching all the James Bond movies. But like, how many how many deep did you get before you were like, I'm so tired of James Bond movies? <laughs> Where was I at? Diamonds are forever. I I still haven't finished that one. That I feel like that's the one where I'm like okay these are just too much now i need to take a break (laughs) oh well yeah i guess you didn't you didn't make it through all of the connery movies right no not yet yeah okay so yeah so you're probably like you're probably five or six in something like that yeah 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 no i feel that um i'll get back to it though for sure but especially with those with those old ones they're so episodic they're like monster of the week movies almost where it's like yeah you know, like there's like they're I all feel like I'm watching the same movie again <laughs> yeah. and again because you are. <laughs> yeah, like I guess it, like it was you know like when you'd have like a movie serial or something or you know like on where it'd be like oh it's the same story but it's like you come back like you know for like a new like episode of of the Adventures of Superman or something like that and it's the same story but it's like I don't know like like. It's just the frequency of it was so like, you know, that was the only thing you watched that week, probably that episode of Superman, you know, or like for a lot of people like that, you know, like they teach a James Bond movie. Like these movies aren't meant to be watched back to back to back. Not not at all. (laughs) Not Not even. No, (laughs) I would suggest against it. Um, Yeah. I, but like these last few, like I probably, I think everything probably since Casino Royale has not been like that. Like they've all kind of been like, I don't know, they've all they've all felt different and had kind of had their own their own life I feel. But yeah. I, I feel like there's a new new strive of James Bond. Oh yeah, were we going to talk about our picks for who the next Bond should be? Oh yeah. We did we, say we're that. Gonna, we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I've got a nomination. We I might as well it. do it now since we're talking about Bond. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I think it would be really really interesting if an Irish actor or a Scottish actor was chosen as Bond and like the political implications of what like that would mean. I, as far as, you know, Great Britain is concerned. I I think like the easy choices are like Ewan McGregor or Fassbender. Fassbender is probably the most clean cut. Yeah. Choosing, Choosing an Irish actor would be a big deal. Yeah. I almost feel like with like, with those two guys specifically, like there is like an an age thing that kind of comes with Bond, you know. Like, I I thought that like Idris Elba is a is a perfect pick. I was gonna pick him. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say I don't want him to be James Bond, just like a different 007. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. All right. That, that was yeah. That was your thing about like you don't want to like 
you don't want to switch up the the race just yeah, just yeah. To pander you just know? because you know? but even yeah even, even idris like but they, they, they're they're you're what you're saying about like kind of the age and like prestige and gravitas of like that person it's not it's not for like a 28 year old this is a role for like a 35 to 45 year old man really but, but that's that's what i mean though is that like all the guys that we've listed so far have been like 50 years old like Gosh, like they that old I, oh man it just elba that's his that's his only reason he's like like i they would be cool to do it i'm too old i couldn't i couldn't handle it because like yeah. look at daniel craig it's fucking killing him like he, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing left of that guy he's had like some serious injuries like he's had some injuries and some like surgery and stuff like that it fucks you up he can act though. I mean, he's he, so good. He's, in Knives Out, he really, really flexes. He is like, he is a true thespian. He is talented. He is yeah, talented. Man. He's really fucking good. Oh, hey. Okay. So, so was Idris Elba your pick then? Too, well, or? in a perfect world, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't think yeah, is that wouldn't work now. Um but yeah, we don't need yeah, we don't need someone like real Remember when that Tom Hardy thing that rumor went around? Like how'd you guys feel about that? He He's best when he doesn't speak or his voice is mutilated in some way. <laughs> so I don't need him like delivering quips. Or, you know, like, he, he's not he's not monologue guy. I mean, my favorite Tom Hardy performances are Mad Max, Dunkirk, and I sure, Dark Knight Rises, he was fun. But, like, all of those <laughs> really things, like, he just, like, exudes movie star. He's not, and, and he's a great physical actor, but he's not, I don't know if he's, like, polished enough to play someone like Bond. I, I don't know. No, I, I totally feel that. Um, because I think he's like he's I don't know he's kind of a stockier guy he's kind of like a brawler like just I mean that's just how he I don't know he's probably not like that in real life but that's how you know that, that's kind of what he plays you know and yeah I don't know oh okay actually you know what I think I probably have said maybe I've said this on the podcast before but I think a great Bond movie would be like uh, would be a prequel about about M in like in the 60s and played by uh, Emily Blunt, I think. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's so cool. And and it gets like, it you know, it's not like a Ghostbusters. It's not you know, it's not like how they mm-hmm. like. You're not just replacing Bond like w- with a woman. The damn PC <laughs> people going mad. You know, it's a, it's a different story. And you know, and like it's it can be an MI6 story about about M. And like I don't know. I just I almost feel like it's more interesting than yeah. Than it, Bond like, doesn't it feel like we should probably just give james bond the character a break now and just you know do something else i feel that i totally feel that like i don't know i don't i don't think think that hurt anybody emily emily blunt is an action star so look if she if she's playing m younger version people are gonna be in because she's awesome she brings people to theaters because her movies are consistently really good so yeah i don't i don't think that's like woke parade get on board like we're doing (laughs) like that's not that's not what it is i don't think but it does also play to kind of like the social twitter verse like oh we can make them happy and make a good movie which is you know i get it from that perspective yeah like i don't know like i i feel like 
yeah, there's potential because pe- like people wanted to. There's always the idea of like you know like uh, make it make him into a woman and call call her call her Jane Bond, you know, and like people are like oh you damn PC people, you know, like but I don't know, like I feel like but I don't think there's a woman that's like oh I wish that character was a woman, you know, like like just like how you're saying DJ, how you're like you know you're you're not like oh man I wish Superman was a black guy, mm-hmm. like. You know, like you want like a character that is good for its own merits, right? Mm-hmm. Not an interesting character. It's yeah, it, it's it's really not. We've seen it a million times in a million different places. Not only in Bond movies, but that like archetype of the male action star is not. It's not one of like a ton of depth. So there, there, there's a better version of that movie out there somewhere. Yeah, um, absolutely. So. Yeah, so I guess I don't know if I have a re- <laughs> I don't really, if I really have a pick per se. Like if I if I had to pick a, a guy, yeah, I don't know because like I almost feel like if the next James Bond was like a a tall, dark haired, handsome white man, like that that like it, that's boring. I don't know. It's like okay, here we go again. Like mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I have any like, you know desire for that. Like John Boyega would be interesting. I know. Like I don't know how much I like. Is he the greatest actor in the around? Like I don't know. Like I don't really feel like I haven't really seen him in a role where he's been able to like shine and really bring a lot of like a lot of meat to the table, you know? Because he was really sidelined in those Star Wars movies. (laughs) (laughs) Really fucked. I was gonna say you got fucked over in those ones, so. Yeah. So like I don't know. Maybe I'd I'd like to see him in something that like I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something else that that he was in that he really that he was given the opportunity to attack the block. Yeah. Okay. I I haven't I haven't seen Attack the Block. Should I see it? Yeah. Check it out. He's good in that movie. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So is <laughs> that's our James Bond section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Okay. So yeah, we have we have some uh, some topics, some lists, some. Uh, some bacon we brought um brought home <laughs> um okay yeah so the, the the first uh idea that we had was we wanted to talk about uh movies that we would have liked to given the chance to direct and maybe like bring something new to the table like i picked movies that like i thought had like were good but had certain aspects of it that that didn't didn't quite uh shape up is am i describing this list okay <laughs> yeah you keep pretty much on the ball <laughs> okay cool um yeah goddamn uh, i think it, i believe we said uh our guest uh was gonna have uh, the honor of going first and, and teeing us off starting with his number three pick this is, it's a top three. Oh, top three. Oh shit i didn't put mine in order all right <laughs> all right no i got this <laughs> you got it you got it you yep. good okay. yep number three i'm gonna go with the killing of a sacred deer i think it's an a24 movie i think Mm -hmm. there were times in the movie where i thought it was gonna be one of the best things i'd ever seen and i kind of got let down at the end as i do with actually a lot of a24 movies because i felt like um it was a little hollow and I think if it was written a little bit differently, it could have, uh, 
it could have been more along the lines of something like Donnie Darko. Like that movie had mm. cult classic written all over it, and I felt like um, I felt like it could have been better. So yeah, number three for me, Sacred Journey, Sacred Deer. Damn it, I um, I've not seen that movie. I haven't <laughs> I seen it. I, I don't know anything about it. Shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Um, yeah, I definitely um, yeah, definitely should have uh, because it sounds familiar though. Like I've probably seen a trailer for it at some point. Colin Farrell, Barry Keough. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, 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 I wish I had more to say. Shit. <laughs> someone else. Someone else put their number three up. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um. Sharon, it's your turn. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. I'm. I'm putting this in number three because like it's it's obvious I guess but like I. I would have, I would have, would have loved to maybe even just seen a, a version of Wonder Woman eighty four early on that I could have had an influence in changing. Like maybe, like I was, I feel like that script is so awful and so <laughs> convoluted, and and I don't know how it passed so many, so many people in, in the shape that it was. And I feel <laughs> like if if I could have like given some input early on. It could like I don't not maybe maybe not me specifically you know like give it to give it to like a, a fan or like someone who's enthusiastic and they can be like what's this body snatcher stuff like what is why why is this in the movie <laughs> yeah I, but, uh, but I mean I don't think anybody here would have a problem with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I feel like that's so I don't know is that too like. Like every everyone shits on Wonder Woman all the time <laughs> that that movie and like we all have the same complaints, so like, yeah, I don't know, like, I, yeah, I don't know if it was like lost lost potential, like I guess like what you were saying with uh, killing of a of a sacred deer, like I don't think like I was watching. I don't. It. I didn't really see any potential when I was watching it. No. <laughs> so. Yeah, like at no point did I say like this could be the greatest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Like it seemed like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like you had a lot to cut into with yours. Um, that's okay. That's tough for Patty and those guys, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Remember? Oh, remember what the what the, all the tabloids just said? They're gonna fire her and replace her with Zack Snyder. That makes, that makes <laughs> and it makes no, it makes so much sense. Thanks, thanks. We got so this covered. Dot com. So so much sense. <laughs> Okay, DJ, what are you feeling? That's a good segue, though, with the whole body snatchers thing into my number three pick, because it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh shit! No way. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's weird. Like, okay, which which version? Uh, the one with what's his face in it? The old guy. Uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, that oh, one. Okay. Um, like I thought it was a solid movie, but like like we've been saying like i felt like there was potential there that wasn't quite reached because there's moments in the film where it had this like this certain vibe that i felt was really creepy and sort of like uneasy like there was this scene where they're like driving down the street and they're just kind of like looking at people and you're like who is you know who's got the body snatcher who's normal who's not type of thing and I loved that vibe, but it sort of came and went throughout the film. And mm. so I wish the entire thing had kept that sort of vibe. And I feel like it would have been like one of the creepiest movies ever. 
So yeah, yeah. Okay, like I guess like okay. Have you seen, have you seen the thing then? Like John. Yeah, Carpenter's? I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So almost like yeah, maybe not like the thing. Like not like or would that work in a, like in an enclosed space? I don't. know. I guess it works when it's like. No, I like the fact that it's like everywhere yeah. you go, you don't know who is yeah. really themselves or not. Yeah, like I, I've the only thing I know about that movie is I've seen that final shot with Donna, Donald Sutherland when mm-hmm. she thinks it's okay. It's fucking. It's a great final shot. Is, that's that's amazing. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. But like, picture being in that scenario and not knowing how to prevent yourself from catching whatever that thing was, right? Yeah, like not understanding it. You you don't know how do you how people get it, how it gets spread around. See, it's it's a really terrifying fucking thing. Man, there was um, uh, there was a a remake of that in two thousand seven, or I guess like a the, I I like it, it's basically body snatchers. It was called The Invasion with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Do you oh, guys, okay. Have you guys ever seen this movie? No. It's terrible. It's it's so yeah, like. I'm, yeah, all the things you were saying mm-hmm. wished happened. It's yeah. That's the really one good. with Sutherland though, that's not even the original one. There's a yeah, there's that's, an older one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- yeah, this is this is the third one. Okay. Yeah. Um I might just stick with the Sutherland one. I don't think I want to check out the other ones. No, don't even no, don't bother. Like it mm-hmm. yeah, because with, with okay, spoiler alert for the movie The Invasion, the movie that nobody's seen and wants to see. It all ends up like they find like a, a like a cure almost like a way out, and then it, it's like a happy ending, and the, the world just kind of goes back to normal. And no, it's really it's <laughs> it's so dull. Like it's like <laughs> like yeah. a yeah, just like bird flying into a wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm a pass. <laughs> Word. Uh, okay, right. Sam, what, what do you got? Number two, I'm gonna go with the lobster. Oh, okay. When you okay, when I you said Killing seen it. Yeah, when you mentioned when you mentioned um Colin Farrell with Killing Sick Deer, I also I thought oh yeah, another A24 movie, The Lobster. I I I like The Lobster because I I didn't know what I was walking into. I think the first half of The Lobster was one of the most interesting and terrifying movies I had ever watched. It was like the perfect version of a dystopian movie for me. I, I was just, but as soon as they, they escaped and went to the woods, like the, the second half of that movie just completely lost me. And I think we should have stayed where we were longer. And I think where we went needed to be different. And that's why I would put this on my list of things that I, I wish were movie. That's, that's kind of the theme. I, I tried to pick movies that I thought had like a lot of potential that could have been something. And, I don't think mm-hmm. Killing of the Sacred Deer or The Lobster were bad movies. I think they were they were probably average to above average movies in the end. But for parts and for The Lobster, for long stretches, especially at the beginning, I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be one of the best things I've ever seen. And it just went from like a nine or a 10 just to a three or a four. And that was really disappointing for me. Oh, uh-huh. damn. Wow. It didn't, it didn't fall off like that for me. I, I guess because I didn't I don't know I guess I I didn't have any expectations I didn't know what the movie's about like I just kind of walked into it totally did you do that too Yeah I had no clue what was happening oh, that's yeah, why I was okay. terrified I was I, I have was, no clue when, when the yeah. social 
when the when the sociopath kills his dog. Sorry, spoiler alert. But oh, that shit. He's <laughs> no, don't tell him any. Don't tell well, him any more. I <laughs> just said I had no idea what happened. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't know. Sorry, <laughs> it doesn't. That doesn't give away the whole. It doesn't. No. Yeah, okay. That's just. It's one a real. It's a really crazy bit. Um. Yeah. That that like literally had me like frightened. Frightened. Mm-hmm. Frightened. But yeah, yeah I, I totally. I had no idea going in what it was going to be like. Yeah, I, 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 I liked. I still like the second half because I liked. I liked the story between Colin Farrell and Rachel Vice. Like that, like the language they come up with. I don't know. I was just like, wow, I this is really. It. This is really. I, I know. I, I, I thought it was super sweet. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying these characters, and I like, man, that. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anymore. But the decision he has at the end is like i've i i still i i was thinking about it afterwards i was like fuck what would i do <laughs> like yeah so okay yeah if, if everybody uh, yeah hasn't, hasn't seen go go check out the lobster for, uh, form your own uh, um, subjective opinion i guess fuck, i'm gonna have to add it to the list now yeah like okay yeah but i i've i've heard like yeah like you're, you're not far off from what i have heard sam it's kind of I don't know. It's it's divisive, I guess. It's is it is it is it like sunshine? No, no, no. Like, no, it's it's not a hard. No, it's not a hard. It's not like a tonal shift like that. Okay. Know? It's just kind of like a setting shift. Like it's in the, they're in a different place, and it's like, yeah, it's like it doesn't turn. It doesn't change genres near the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> oh man. Yeah, he's like with sunshine. Okay, may- yeah, maybe that's one you could add to the list too. Like the I, I had it on the list and then I Is crossed a- it out. Oh, <laughs> really? I, I replaced it with something else. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, okay. I think that that's a really interesting one that you could that you could totally look at differently because, yeah, it's it it really had a lot of momentum mm. that, and I feel like they could have kept that that aspect of it, but maybe just not have made it like a horror movie. I guess you know, like. Because it was kind of the movie was like really you know it's intense the whole way through, but it was never trying to like scare you. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it is, and it's weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Um, Okay, I guess number two. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. I I would have liked to maybe have a different different look at the ending of Knives Out. Um, because I, yeah, okay, I know, yeah, curveball. <laughs> I know, I know, like this, okay, this wasn't my idea. Like, I walked out and I was like, wow, that was a lot of fun, that was cool. But I, I, I was like, hmm, there was just something like kind of flat about how everything is uncovered. Like, it basically just Daniel Craig just sits everybody down and then just explains the, the story and what was going on behind the scenes. And I'm like, hmm, like, I just like the movie is really meta and okay. This is not my idea. I know Dieter and will have both brought up. They both watched the movie separately and not knowing what the other one said, both said the same thing to me. They, they both had this idea where um, instead of it just kind of being another murder mystery story, like it would turn out that like Christopher Plummer kind of created this, this ruse, I guess like through his, through his death, you know, because he's like a, he's a crime writer and like it, it was gonna be like it, like it could have been like really meta because it, it was kind of meta the whole time you know there's a like everybody's talking about like murder mystery stories you know it was kind of on the nose with that stuff and like an ending that kind of like 
instead of just being another, it, it's a good murder mystery story. Like a, it's a really good whodunit. But instead of just being like an ending, like another whodunit, like, I don't know. I feel like it could have, it could have approached it differently where like, yeah, like Christopher Plummer kind of like set up this murder mystery thing for Marta and like, it's yeah. Instead of just having the guy that you think did it actually be the one that did it, you know, like it, it, it kind of seemed like at the end it was like, well, yeah, okay. Like, of course it was, of course it was the bad guy. <laughs> the one that you kind of labeled as the bad guy. I don't know. I, I, can't re- I, I can't remember. Did you recommend that I watch that movie or did you recommend that I don't watch knives out? I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, You've hated every single Ryan Johnson movie so far. <laughs> this one's not going to change your opinion. Like it's, <laughs> I didn't hate Looper, but it okay. just it wasn't, you know, anything for me. But hmm. Knives Out is a good hang. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Knives Out was a good movie to hang out with. It was clever. It was fun. It looked yeah. really like visually. It was stimulating. I. I'm 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 not like a huge murder mystery fan. I never read those books growing up, but. I, I was like really entertained by by the movie. I, I hear what you're saying about like essentially they tell you what happened in a monologue, which is kind of lame to do an exposition dump like that. But mm-hmm. I will say like he's a detective, so they there is some like built-in goodwill that like the detective sits everyone down and says, well, "This is how I figured it out." Like that's 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 like a trope, but that's something that that happens in those kind of movies. So it didn't it didn't like throw me off, but I do hear your point. Well, Daniel Craig is so fucking good in that movie. Like he's too good. Like <laughs> man, and you know, I, it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. Like I, damn it, I I love that movie so much. I just feel like it, it. You know, it was initially it felt like it was reaching for something a little higher than you know. I I wish it just it could have swung just a little harder. You know, just reached just a little higher. You know, because like, yeah, it felt like it was treating the audience well throughout you know like it was like i like brian johnson i think i don't know if he did it in like one of those um you know like those scene by scene like youtube videos where they kind of talk about you know like the director comes in and like talks about stuff but like he could probably draw a map of that house like from memory i bet like he knows like when everything went down to the script i bet he knew where every character was in the scene you know like like i felt like i was in really good hands I felt I yeah. trusted I trusted the writing, I trusted the directing, I trusted the acting from minute one. And that that's part of the reason why it was a good hang. Cause I never it wasn't like the little things where I was like <laughs> like ten minutes in, I was like, Holy shit, like this is this is not well made. I, I can't just, <laughs> I can't just exist and like have a like chill time and watch this movie. Like they fucked a lot of things up, so I gotta pay some more attention because it's bad. Knives out, like you can you can just ha- it's like dazed and confused to me. Like you can just hang out and watch that movie, and I feel like even even though it's a murder mystery, it's a whodunit. Like it is rewatchable, which is not which is kind of rare. Like that's that's a good movie to me. That, actually, that's a that's a wicked point. I don't know how many times I've gone back to see something knowing the twist and like not really not really feeling it the second time around but knives out is still so much fun like you you find out more things as you go back it's really good <laughs> okay um dj i'm sorry we catch you hanging <laughs> no, that's fine <laughs> what do you got uh my number two is 
Tenet. Hey, nice. Protagonist. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you, I don't have to explain much about <laughs> what to do differently for this one, eh? But it, it just boils down to explaining things better in the film so that we as the audience actually know what the fuck is happening. And that way we can enjoy it a lot more. That's that's all it is. <laughs> it's so simple. It's that it's really that simple. Nolan yeah. Nolan has so much goodwill built up for so many reasons, but he really was like a cocky bastard from the very beginning. Like the script protagonist, like he he was he was poking he was poking us, he was poking studios. Like I there there's not a reason why he needed to make it so convoluted. It it was just kind of like a dick move. <laughs> like his other movies, it was weird because his other movies showcases how well he can take high concept ideas and make it accessible for a lot of people. But then for this one, he didn't do that. So I don't know what went wrong or if, like you said, he just got too cocky and was just like, I don't know. Uh, it almost seems like he made the movie like in like a like a 48 hour film challenge and then like didn't fix anything like it's you know like i feel mm -hmm. like he really could have dove into it a little more and, and like because i i i was mad when i was mad at like when i walked out of that movie and like i yeah i was with you dj and i was like are we missing something like what aren't <laughs> what are we understanding it's such a fucking <laughs> cool concept and like only nolan could come up with that shit and <laughs> pull it off but yeah. it's just it, it's, it's frustrating though right because yeah. it, it is it is so cool yeah. and to have something that is that cool let you down mm -hmm. sucks and it leaves kind of a bad taste in your mouth yeah yeah i i feel maybe we got a hint towards this with the bookshelf thing and in interstellar because i still don't get it don't bring this up <laughs> don't fucking bring this up <laughs> it's not the same interstellar is not a good that, that it's is not nice. the same why do you have it you I'm gave kidding. it four I'm stars on letterbox i'm kidding okay i'm not kidding but i but i brought it i i, I, just, I, I brought it up to fuck around oh, boy. i snuck that i snuck that one in on you letterbox, letterbox is great because it keeps all the receipts like <laughs> We have the transcripts. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, Is that it for Tenet? I know. I could. I could talk about Tenet all day, and I, uh, I have. Yeah. You, everyone's heard me talk about Tenet. <laughs> I haven't even had any desire to go back and rewatch it. I, I have. Yeah. I saw. I saw it twice, and I was. Mm -hmm. I was done with it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. What do you got, Sam? Number one, nocturnal animals. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I, I didn't see this one either, and I, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. What? Yeah, nocturnal. It looked, animals. It looked weird, and I didn't really. I was like, hi, like it seemed like. You know, okay? What's that movie that came out with Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey, like Serendipity or whatever? You remember that one that came out like last year, maybe or two years ago? Matthew McConaughey. Ah, if you look at his IMDb, it is overwhelmingly bad movies. 
he like he's he's awesome and he is like so charismatic and when he's good he's great but mostly the movies he's in suck so like if, if he's got co-stars that i like or a director that i like i'll be like okay like i'm in mcconaughey let's go but it's, have, it's you should, have you seen master most of the time have you seen the beach bum no check it out it's it's it, like I don't know. That's another divisive one. I really, I liked it. Sorry. What, what is going on with nocturnal animals? My friend. I, I was, I really like Amy Adams, but I thought that she was like bad in this movie. (laughs) I, she was so, and I I get that she was playing like a cold woman who had like four, I don't want to like blow the movie if you guys haven't seen it, but, but I, I was underwhelmed by her and you know, I mean, 2016, she had she was great in Arrival, but I would have liked to have seen more of the personality from from her in that movie in this one. Frank, Frank, like, there's some great performances in there. Michael Shannon is fantastic. Aaron Taylor Johnson is amazing. Gyllenhaal is, I mean, Gyllenhaal's IMDb is going to age so so well. He has been in a lot of movies that are truly excellent that for whatever reason have kind of flown under the radar of the extremely popular but his movies are still popular but they haven't gotten as much deten- attention as they deserve he's had a great aughts or what no tens whatever the tens are he's had a great last decade <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know what you're, but I sure you're talking I about aughts is like the zeros but he yeah. he's great in that and, and i felt like amy adams she she had the most important role in the movie and she she wasn't that good and maybe that's down to like writing and tom ford being a really good director and a really good designer, but maybe not a great screenwriter. I don't know, but that, that was yeah. my major qualm. I'm looking at Tom Ford's IMDb, and he's only directed two movies. He was between... he was the head of a I forget which fashion company, but he was he was the head designer, lead designer of the mm. fashion company. Oh, okay, okay. Before oh, he directed, gained famous the wait, creative. Wait, 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 that's the same Tom Ford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no fucking way. What the hell? Really okay, I've never. Famous as a creative director at Gucci and yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Okay, I don't. Know I wear I, I wear Tom Ford clone. Really? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Tom Ford. Oh, has wow. Great taste. He has great taste, but I don't think he wrote the women in this movie very well. He <laughs> wrote well, crazy. Men were fantastic, but I I didn't I didn't love Laura Kinney. Oh, talk about being multi talented. Man, how was uh, how was a single man? Have you seen Have you seen that? How was his other? Yeah, I know. I I don't know. God, they just these these both look like just really dull movies that I just don't really have any interest in. <laughs> I, I Nocturnal Animals is really good. It's it's a really okay. interesting movie. I I was like, I was pretty taken back by it. I, all right, all right. It I'll was, take that. There, there's a lot of like repression and repressed masculinity and that is just like an interesting topic to me forever i mean i think i think especially when you're like writing a script it's one of like those things that when it's done well it's like amazing I and mean, the ultimate example is like taxi driver which is probably the greatest script ever written i don't know chinatown taxi driver but there, there's something that is that is really like intriguing about that topic to me. Maybe that's my own bullshit that I got to deal with. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I like movies like that for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I feel like I could, I could write, I could write a lot about toxic masculinity. I've got a, I've got a lot of opinions on that. 
that subject. Yeah. <laughs> Think about um, yeah, just yeah, it's just my own experiences. Um, okay, shit. I want to um, see the movie. I I really I really yeah. would recommend it. Amy Adams isn't like terrible. She and she doesn't she doesn't like ruin the movie by any means. But I I wish I wish she gave like a more Amy Adams ish performance in it. Um, yeah, maybe was she just not given enough to do? Probably. She I don't think that was the problem. She oh, she okay. was she she was given top billing in that movie for sure. I just I didn't think that. I or I mean like in terms of like in terms of like screenplay like maybe just she but yeah she just wasn't written well enough to do yeah, a lot with it, the character. There's probably know. enough blame to go around. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe direction. Yeah, maybe he he directed oh. her to be that way in the movie. It's 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 certainly possible. It's probably it's I'm sure it's a confluence of mm-hmm. a million different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, shit. Um. Oh yeah, is it my turn? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, my number one um, is the Matrix sequels. I, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is it <laughs> Matrix secrets? Is, excuse me, the Matrix sequels are horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I mean. We yeah. we could fix them, is what I'm saying. We can make better movies. Salvageable. That the, the Matrix should there should have never been a sequel. They should have stopped. They made one of the like 100 best movies ever the first time how did they the, God, the godfather part two doesn't happen for most people you're not francis Ford Coppola. Stop it. thank you I don't how know. do you how do you make something that good and then you proceed to make shit after man like every i, okay, I don't get okay, it okay maybe with the exception of speed racer like i think that i think that's a really fun movie and it's very creative but everything else is just dud after dud. Like, I don't know. I I will absolutely like I I hope that the Matrix Four is either like the greatest worst movie ever made or the greatest movie ever made. Like I want it to be like if it's just lame, middle of the road, I'll be that that'll, that'll, you want, that'll you be want redemption. Time. I yeah, I I either want like incredible redemption or mm-hmm. or or a definitive we're done with the Matrix forever. <laughs> like I, I wanna like, you know, like I don't like I feel like those because the first one did set up some cool things and you know, Neo is kind of like you know they set him up to be like a really formidable hero and and to uh you know he he makes that promise he's like I'm going to free everyone like you guys are fucked and then that's that's probably the movie's greatest crime is that it just doesn't it doesn't fulfill any of the promises that the first movie made like it's uh, Neo is pretty cool in the set. Like the Matrix Reloaded is pretty fun. Um, like be, be like Neo, he's not totally overpowered, but he is like. Yeah, I like going back to that movie for the fight scenes. It's cool. It's really cool, and seeing him so competent is a lot of fun. Mm. But but they don't do anything. They 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 sideline him for the third movie, and and also in that weird art that architect scene for the second one was like that was dumb and it didn't make any sense and but i like i do like like neo does have a cool arc in that movie where he you know he has to decide on like you know whether he is like this godly figure or he's you know the or he could save trinity and like i don't feel like that third one accomplished anything of 
that the that the trilogy proposed like like nothing nothing is solved by the end at all and like i just don't i don't know what like neo's journey was like i don't know it's it's weird they're weird and problematic and but could you imagine yeah if if it was if the lord of the the, if um the matrix was regarded like the lord of the rings trilogy you know like almost that caliber like wow Mm -hmm. look at this incredible trilogy that defined science fiction Instead of like they had one movie that defined action filmmaking for the next like thirty years, but but then just like piddled away at those. Oh man, it's sad. It's it's sad how they turned out. It's got to be like somebody was involved with the first one who wasn't involved for the other ones. Like it has to be something like that, right? Yeah, maybe. It's hard to strike, like, it's hard to strike gold time after time. Like they they had like a real moment they had a great script and it the movie was the movie was awesome and it, there was never anything that they were going to be able to do that was going to be better than the first because watching someone become the hero is always better than watching them like after they've risen to all their powers like that's why the last dance was so interesting with michael jordan like we got to the first however many episodes four episodes were about him when he wasn't winning yet like Mm -hmm. it's interesting to watch someone become and transform into something else and that was that was part of the charm for the first one yeah because he's basically a god after the first (laughs) one (laughs) that's not as fun for me like if i think that our main character might actually die i'm more invested yeah i yeah you you can build him up and then you can tear him down and then how he how he comes out through, like you know through being torn you know, out of the ashes so to speak, and like you know that that's that's what I think would have been a good story like like a good arc at least. Mm-hmm. But he is just a god for the next two movies, <laughs> and maybe the problem was too is that they filmed those two back to back like in one go. I think like Bill Pope talked about it on. Um, on Roger Deacon's podcast, which you guys should check out. It's really fucking good. <laughs> and yeah, Bill Pope talked about his experience on that in, on that set and how it like kind of messed him up for a little bit because like <laughs> it was like 250 shooting days. Like it was like, it, it was almost a whole year and the Wachowskis were doing like hundreds of takes because they, because they read a, yeah, he says they read a book about, you know stanley kubrick's like process and they're like oh we should also do 90 takes oh, and no. and use like you're right like <laughs> but it yeah and then yeah <laughs> uh, bill pope was like god damn it i wish i hope stanley kubrick's rolling over at his grave right now <laughs> i don't know maybe they just blew their load on the first one there was no room left could be that yeah yeah <laughs> awesome all yeah. right my Number one pick is The Force Awakens. Oh. And I'm going to take it a bit further than where we've been taking the other movies so far. Because I'd pretty much start from scratch with this one. Mm, Okay, okay. (laughs) I would change pretty much everything and then actually give what was supposed to be, you know, this great new sequel trilogy for star wars an actual strong foundation to start on because it seemed that way with the force awakens but as we've seen where the other movies went 
it really wasn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I start from scratch, do it completely different. Yeah. Okay. So, so you'd rather you'd rather approach the Force Awakens than the Last Jedi? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like, yeah. Why? Why? Why is that? What? Like, why do you feel like like throwing out the whole like the baby with the bathwater? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean. Only really JJ knows what the fuck he was doing with the Force Awakens. Right? <laughs> like, only he knows maybe. what he was setting up. Yeah, maybe. M- maybe. maybe he doesn't even know. Right? <laughs> I bet. So, so like on the one hand, Ryan Johnson probably should have listened to whatever JJ like told him to do. But like, who the fuck could have came into that and continued <laughs> that story in a in a good way, right? So yeah, there's I no there's just, no way it could have been satisfying, right? Like, there's mm, no way it could have lived up all, all yeah. Yeah, so I, took, I, I I I would go start it go back to, to the very beginning and fix it all. Yeah, so maybe that's what you could even do with the matrix stuff. Maybe don't promise as much. You know, like like maybe that's maybe that's the issues with these trilogies that brand, fall apart. It's like brand. like it it doesn't matter. Like if a new Star Wars movie comes out people are going to expect it to be amazing. Mm-hmm. That That is Star Wars. Like it, it was the greatest action movie franchise. It, I don't know. It just, I think, I think there's something to like the brand and, and it, it's supposed to attract greatness. So people expect it. And then when it's either not that good or just okay, people get pissed. I mean, like if you want to talk about potential, what was it? Was better, more potential than an episode seven for fucking yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they, absolutely. I just feel like they, they did not live up to it. That's absolutely. Yeah. I would want to read your script for an episode seven. I would want to read what you. I would want to read it too. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it, man. You could fucking. You could absolutely do it. Use this. Use this I'd script. Be, I'd for, be biased though, because I would be thinking about all the books. That I've read in the stories from that, I'd be pulling shit from there. So like, but maybe that's be not- entirely original. Yeah, I know that's true. That's true. They, that's what they really should have done was take inspiration from the books. You don't have to do yeah. exactly what they say, but it, it is a really good foundation. They're there for a reason. Yeah, maybe they should have used them. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> being like, no, let's just do our own thing, but have no fucking plan whatsoever. Yeah, god damn it. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> Timothy Zahn knew what knew what he was doing. You know? <laughs> like, he fucking did. Yeah. God, that's a good book. I gotta read I wanna listen to the audiobooks for the for the next couple. Oh, I might even so I'm, good. I might even wanna like I might I'm I was considering getting an audible subscription just to listen to uh, those. You should because, do it. I should, yeah, because I can't I yeah, tried to because you haven't started Dark Force Horizon, right? No, no. I read the first one and I feel like I just breezed through it. I would want to listen to the audiobook again, okay. like really, yeah. really get it. Yeah. And then and then listen to the other two as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Does cool. that does that include uh, conclude that list? It does. Okay. Word. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh there was a lot of like really terrible rambling uh from uh um, one individual. <laughs> I'm not gonna name. It was me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah uh okay cool um okay yeah the next list idea that we had was uh movies that we've seen once and disturbed us or fucked us up in some capacity that we never wanted to go back 
Um, this was, I feel like this is a much easier list to make because like, <laughs> because like I, I like, I like like Sam, you proposed like the first list and I like, I liked it as like a writing exercise. I wouldn't want to like sit down and like rework those scripts and stuff like that. You know, I, uh, I realized that, that, I realized that, that is a good idea. You know, like, yeah, actually make Go all find the, the script and just fucking yeah. change shit and see if you can make it better. Yeah, totally. Like I would want to like, yeah, I want to put stuff on the, you know, this, this is more like a, it's like a project that I would want to yeah. engage with. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I feel like this list though that we're doing now is, is difficult. I don't think I have a movie to, to <laughs> You didn't write anything down. So. I don't have anything. <laughs> I can't think of a movie that's fucked me up to the point where like, I can't watch it again. Or I don't mm. want to watch it again. I've like got- it doesn't have to be anything scary. Oh, sorry, say again, Sam? No, I was just saying I've got some picks. There have been some movies that have been like, that I know are excellent. And I'm just like, ooh, that was that was a tough hang. Like, I get <laughs> what you were going for. Like, you succeeded. I'm feeling the way you wanted me to feel. But I don't I don't have plans to do this again. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, can't, I, I totally know what you feel. Because like a few movies I have on my, like actually all the movies I have on my list are are so good like they're they're very excellent but but i didn't i don't know like i was like it, it went to it like i don't know if going too far is is the right word but like i feel like a movie it's like you can you can hit hard but like you can still people make you, you still make people enjoy why they're there you know like when i'm like wow i'm watching this and i'm not having fun it's like why am i why am i watching this movie you know yeah um what do you got sam Start with number three, Shame, with Michael Fassbender and Carrie Mulligan. I, I think that's a good movie for people to watch once and then put it in a file and say, "Okay, I'm not gonna go here again." It was it was tough. I mean, most Steve McQueen movies are pretty stripped down and, and brutal. Um, it it was like disorienting. It was. It showed devolved people. It it showed people at their like weakest and worst moments in a really honest way that wasn't trying to like inflame anything or or make something more than it was. It just it showed people who are irreparably damaged and how they try to function and cope. And I'm I'm glad that I watched it because I feel like, you know, I don't know what exactly i learned but i i left that like with i i hope some more empathy and compassion which is a good thing to leave a movie with and and maybe it sounds fucked up that i'm like oh i don't want to do that again but (laughs) but it it was like brutal it it really like it kind of tortured it out of you and i don't i'm not like looking to go back to that anytime soon yeah interesting i I haven't seen Shame. Have you seen it, DJ? No, I haven't. Oh, I, there is. There's one scene that I've uh, that I've watched though. It was it was on. I think yeah, we just had like the movie channel on, and it, it, like it just happened to be on. And like I think yeah, I don't know. Like I was like, I remember being at my mom's place, and there's a scene where Michael Fassbender gets caught jerking off in the bathroom. And I I don't know who the I, was was it like his sister was that the family member the, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, there's like a, a scene like afterwards that see like I thought it was like, 
I don't know. At first, I thought they were like joking around or something like that, and then it's then all of a sudden it started to get like really like violent and like I don't know. It, it, it like me and my mom were both like, "Oh fuck, turn it off, turn it off!" Like I, it got it got upsetting. Like I, I, I don't know. Like that's right. That's that's a really it's it's like a simple word, but it's actually probably the best word to describe many many scenes in that movie. Just really really upsetting. And that's yeah. what that's what McQueen was trying to do. And that's what Carrie Mulligan and Michael Fassbender were trying to do. They were trying to make us uncomfortable and upset us, and they succeeded. Mm-hmm. And I probably for at least the next two weeks tried to be nicer to people, and <laughs> you know, fine, that was my outcome. <laughs> yeah, he did his job. Then I I felt disappointed in Widows because I didn't get any of that from. I don't know. I feel like it's also just me. But I just, yeah, Widows was really forgettable for me. And that, that was like, that was the worst thing it could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Steve McQueen, though. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. I like his stuff. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, I guess I don't really have a specific order of mine. Um, okay, the, okay, I'll do this one first because it's not really... Uh, okay, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> when I was a kid... <laughs> I, I like my family was out and we pulled to the house and I come in, I walk in and my brother's watching boys in the hood. And I was like five maybe. And, and, (laughs) and I was like, Oh, Hey, what you watching? And I sit down with him and he didn't say anything. He just was watching the movie with me. And Ricky's death scene was the most horrific thing I'd ever seen in my entire <laughs> life up to that point. I to to watch a man get gunned down in the street and they take his dead body to his family's house and put him on the couch and then everyone screams and cries over his dead body. Like it's still it, for a five-year-old <laughs> it still upsets me. Like it really hit an awful chord with me because I'd never even considered like i got overwhelmed with 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 everything that happened in that scene and yeah and i i I decided like i I avoided that movie for for like it must have been a decade and i decided (gasps) to watch it with my friends and like i had to close my eyes and cover my ears during that scene because i thought i was like i can watch this it's fine it's you know it's been all these years later i couldn't it was it was it was fucking like my i felt like i was throwing i felt i need to throw up like it was so that's me that's personal that that's just me <laughs> nobody else i don't know if anybody else had that experience there's a very specific one to cameron <laughs> it is a sad scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't feel like it ever like prevented somebody from watching from <laughs> watching boys and again, people quote ricky <laughs> all the time all the time you know you know what's crazy though actually like probably a couple years after I saw it the second time and I was like, yep, can't do it. Can't see this movie again. I, I went over to my brother's house and I just walked into the house. I was like, Hey man, what's up? And that movie was playing and that scene was playing in his house. When I, when I walked in and I was like, Holy shit, this is really weird. <laughs> I thought I was like, Cody, you're not going to believe it. This exact same thing happened like 10 years ago. <laughs> he knew so, it was on purpose. <laughs> I, no, no, because he was like, I don't remember this shit. You guys make up stuff about me and doing dumb stuff. Like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'm just going crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, Sam, what else do you got? 
eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Mm. Have you guys yeah. seen that? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was really sad at the end of that movie. <laughs> it, it's, it's the saddest, like, movie about a love story I've ever seen. And it, like, oh my God. It, it, like, really tore me apart. And, you know, I think one of the only fair criticisms about a Charlie Kaufman movie is that he's not like great at writing women. And and he like openly admits that like part of like his expression, he's like, I don't really understand women. And that informs a lot of my (laughs) male characters and, you know, fair enough. But there, there's always something about a comedian taking a dramatic role and when they kill it, they kill it. And it's one of the like it's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen from Jim Carrey, and yeah. I mean we can get into Kate Winslet and how good she is too. But yeah, I think yeah, because, well yeah, you said that. Like, I haven't seen a lot of Charlie Kaufman, but I know like uh, yeah, he's he's the greatest screenplay writer ever. I, it, he, but but Jim Carrey specifically in that movie, like the character mm-hmm. like, breaks my heart or broke my heart, and I, I was like I, I'm good. This this was really really, really <laughs> and you know it, yeah. it was bittersweet too to be fair. But I was like, I you know like five stars on Letterbox done. But I don't I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. It you know if I'm gonna rewatch a movie, there's got to be something in it. If I'm honest, that like makes me feel good. That makes me like want to return to it. Like even even like so even with a movie like Hunger, another Steve McQueen and Fassbender movie. But like, even though it's a brutal movie, the scene where Fassbender and the priest are talking, just conversating for 20 minutes straight, like it's some of the best dialogue I've ever heard. So I come back for that in this movie, like, because it invigorates me. That scene in Hunger invigorates me. It makes me want to like act and like, I don't know, box and do some shit. <laughs> Whereas this just makes me feel like a sad sack of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my shtick on Spotless Mind. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, when I saw that movie, I just kind of gotten over like my first big breakup in life, like my first like messy separation in a relationship. And it hit really hard. And I was like, I understand exactly why all these characters are doing exactly what they're doing. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend's favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> Your favorite movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I understand. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. And, and yeah, but you said too that like, he's accused of not writing women well, but I think Clementine's a fantastic character. Like, I, I, don't know, I, I agree. Really, I agree. That's, why, really that's why Sunshine, people think that it's his best movie or best written movie. I, I don't, I don't actually agree with that, but you know, there, it, it's not, it's not ridiculous to say that Eternal Sunshine is, is Charlie Kaufman's best movie that he's ever made. It's not ridiculous. No, I, I feel that man. I, I, I just realized I should probably see kidding with him, with him, him and Jim Carrey. Or sorry, with no with him um, with uh, Michel Gondry, um, yeah. Because have you ever, you ever seen the video of that uh, that really crazy one, uh, long shot that they do in uh, in Kidding? 
it's yeah it's wild like they're panning around this room and they're showing like the progression of time and like any as the camera's moving behind the camera people are like there's a whole bunch of crew running and rearranging the set switching out props and like things on the wall and stuff like that to show that like you know like maybe it started in like like the 80s the, the shot was supposed to start in the 80s or something like that as you go you can see like time like you know the, the newer tv new couch and stuff like that and it's all done in, in real time in camera check it out it's a really cool shot <laughs> i will that is cool yeah um okay shit uh okay for me um I, I yeah like okay with boys in the hood and with this one i feel like i could probably if i had to i could probably go back to it but like i had a really tough watch in the theater uh with mother uh and i then i realized that i i think darren aronofsky's a dick <laughs> darren aronofsky is the most overrated director in the entire world I like okay. I I just yeah. Anastasia <laughs> Black Swan. Everything else he's done, I think, kind of sucks. I, I you know I like I'm here to make movies. I'm not, I don't want to shit on other filmmakers. You know, I, like I just really don't connect with with how upset he wants to make me. Like I I feel like goddamn. I like the wrestler. I like how bleak the wrestler is because it's I don't know it's short and sweet and it's not so like the movie doesn't like haunt you. I feel like Mother just like just had like just the, the, just the worst imagery I could think of. Like I don't know, man. Like I, okay, I I I I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but like there's a scene with a baby and it's awful. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in a movie, and I hated it. I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm getting a fit. <laughs> like I don't need like why why do I need to see this? Like why? And I get like. I feel like it is it's crafted well enough like I like the metaphor like all the like the the whole thing's like a biblical metaphor I hmm. like that I feel like it's like a nice poem maybe and it's an awful movie like I, you know what I mean like I feel like I don't need to see all these awful things <laughs> going on to these characters and it and it didn't help that like yeah me me and a couple of buddies went and uh we were um uh, we ate uh, some cabbage beforehand, and uh, why are you eating cabbage? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I know and yeah, and and I felt sick during most of the movie, like unrelated to, like I guess yeah, the combination was not good. I didn't know what I was walking into, <laughs> yeah. and then afterwards I was like, wow, that like I was like, wow, like that was really smart. It was upsetting, but I feel like there was a reason why I was upset the whole time. I just haven't really figured it out yet. And the longer the movie sat with me, I'm like, wow, fuck that dude, man. I don't want to see another one of his movies. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's my spiel about mother. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do my last one now. Do it. Prisoners. Have you guys seen prisoners? Yeah. Oh man. I love prisoners. So do I. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Each uh, yeah. Yeah. Needs- movies that I've named I, I thought were fantastic movies. Oh yeah. Prisoners, yeah. Prisoners I'm agreeing with you. Made me deeply, deeply uncomfortable when especially the scenes where, where Hugh Jackman was was torturing the Paul Dano character. That that oh, made yeah. me really especially when you look back in retrospect, like when you learn the truth behind who who abducted the children. It it is like 
oh, it's it's brutal because you think about like, okay, like what would a father do to get you know his child back? And the truth is like anything, and, and that includes torturing someone who is himself a victim. It, yeah. it, was, it was hard. It, and even even when you think that Paul Dano might be guilty, it's still really difficult to watch. Like trapping him in there and spraying him down. He, he was treated like, like an animal. It, <laughs> it, was, it was really, really, I sorry I said it, but it just made me so uncomfortable. And, and the story, look, the, the movie is fantastic. I, it, movies that are long like that can usually, usually have boring stretches in them, but Mm -hmm. Uh, that movie was like encapsulating from from minute one to i think it was what like two and a half hours two hours and 20 minutes it was it was a long yeah you you really you 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 feel the length like for a reason though like it's oh man i feel you feel like you go on the journey with them i mean those characters felt like they aged years and days and i (laughs) felt i felt older and and with like, I felt like I had a more bleak outlook on the world after. <laughs> and it was, it was just such, it was such like an emotional and, and really like, cause I was trying to pay attention cause you have to with a, any Denny Villanoy movie, but it, it was exhausting. I was, I was really, really tired after watching it. It's like a yeah. workout. I like talking about this all though makes me really want to watch it again. Because, yeah, I watch like, it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember a whole a whole lot. So I need, yeah, I need, I need to give it another watch. <laughs> this is helping you out. Yeah, like, you miss it out. Yeah. Oh my god! I, what, what, oh, okay, yeah. I, I don't in case anybody hasn't seen it, but like just like just the final moments just keep you like you're just like you're right up to the foot. Your nose is to the screen, man. Like you are like. Oh, it just grabs you, and then it like kind of it kind of drops you. You're like, oh my god! Like I don't know. It just it felt like oh, everybody, like, even like just like the smallest things was like, who's that? Who's that weird guy? The the you know like the the snake guy. What's his name? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like the um that we that creepy dude that um you know he ends up in the interrogation room, um and. Yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Like even the, he's good, and I, I, I get what, like what you're talking about with like how horrific it is to see like Paul Dano in that state because he's not, like he doesn't ever feel like he's like a, like a criminal mastermind. You know, it's it, it wasn't like they trapped like Dwayne Johnson in there and the and, you know and, and torturing him or what you know like it felt like yeah it felt like you grabbed like a like a straight cat almost. And, and tortured tortured it to, you know for more information and and like you can't i don't know like you but you can't totally fault hugh jackman for everything he did that's, that's what's that's because, what's so unsettling yeah. about it because because you can understand what drove him to do what he's doing even though you recognize how incredibly wrong it is it that's why it's it's uncomfortable because you can almost see yourself doing something heinous and that's like not fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a good title too. It's like a, it's a really good because yeah, it, like you think that they're talking about the kids, but they're not. We're all prisoners, man. We're all prisoners to the system. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, More or less. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. For me, this am third I just one. Like a, sorry. Am I just like a heartless bastard or something? Cause like, <laughs> none, of these, none of these movies <laughs> like fuck me up. Or like... You, you, you like make your bones with horror. It makes sense. You have more of a stomach for it. Than... it yeah. Yeah. Nothing, well, nothing's not nothing in horror even does it to me either. So. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna try to scare somebody, you shouldn't be like easily scared, yeah. you know? Because if if most shit doesn't scare you, you're probably gonna think of something really fucking scary to scare someone else. <laughs> you know? That's it true. That is true. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel as bad then. <laughs> here for to, to raise yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I haven't really seen much in horror that's messed me up in such a way like i remember like people talking about lambs come on yeah but like i don't i like i feel i feel like when the movie is like trying to scare me i almost like i don't it it doesn't hit me as hard those scenes in uh in sinister didn't like disturb you oh yeah i man i feel like like, movies yeah no i feel like uh like that i kind of watched that movie like in the middle of the afternoon, like in passing. <laughs> oh, like, come on. I, no, I, I, I don't know if that's what I did, but I, I, I've, I've been hearing recently that like, it's like considered the scariest movie of all time. And I'm like, wow, I don't remember having that experience. And I was kind of upset that I feel like I missed out on something. Mm-hmm. Like, I should watch, like, I don't know. Like I kind of remember it. I should probably watch it again because yeah, everybody has holds in high regard. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I missed out. Um, I wouldn't say it's the scariest movie. There was like there was like some sort of like I don't know if it was like a, there was some research that was done and like a whole bunch of movies were oh yeah like, I, I read that you know, too yeah. yeah yeah and it was and it like was probably because of the home movies that it's God. in the in sinister because like yeah they're pretty fucking disturbing I would believe it okay <laughs> I like I yeah and especially I, with the music the creepy fucking music that they play over it oh. yeah I remember some gross shit happening but uh-huh, I, don't, I just uh-huh. I can't I can't exactly remember what so maybe I should say it again. Um, but yeah, okay. I would say like the movie that's like upset me the most, like the one that like I had a really incredibly difficult time watching in the theater, and and f- I remember like I felt differently for like a week afterwards. Was Wind River? Have you guys have mm-hmm. you guys seen Wind River? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Okay. There's I okay. Yeah. Like I I love it. I love everything it did, but like. Like the scene with with John Berenthal, DJ. Yeah. Like, I I I I will never be able to watch that again. I don't think as long as I live. I, I like I don't even want to. I don't even want to describe it. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's just the most. And like okay, I've like, I know the topic of of rape is is abhorrent and horrible. It's like just seeing it in such, such a such a plain kind of like clear view you know it was so like disturbingly raw like it wasn't like gory or flashy or what it was just like it almost like the scene almost felt like i I don't know how to describe it it was it was just how like like comparing that to something like so like you remember like the the one in um uh uh that awful scene in um uh whatchamacallit um the girl with the dragon tattoo like that like that like that's obviously horrible and like then that that's really hard to watch it's like it's just with with this the scene in wind river just mm-hmm. how 
it like slowly escalates and how it like just ends so explosively just fuck like i was crying like i was like i was holding my girlfriend's hand and like i was just like i like she told me to stop squeezing it because i was so like i was anxious and i felt sick and uncomfortable because it felt so real it felt i was like wow i you know like not everyone is a malicious asshole like in um girl with the dragon tattoo you know like that it like it it just felt so like like no like i was like oh my god i bet this has happened countless times to countless amounts of women like under like such similarly awful circumstances and it was just so like it was it was eye-opening it was like uh son of a bitch <laughs> i love it when movies don't pull their punches with that type of shit yeah yeah like that's the thing too is i wouldn't want it to be any different right like it it did exactly what it did so perfectly and then like how everything plays out afterwards is so like i don't know like it, it it's interesting too that that scene was shown in its entirety like right before that the like the final moments of the movie you know like yeah. like taylor sheridan is brilliant i, like, I, I love I that guy fucking <laughs> I love his movies i fucking love him like hell or high water is one of my favorite movies yeah. i yeah there we go i get some nods yeah, <laughs> yeah of course it's an excellent movie i really yeah. like it Ab- absolutely and, and yeah terribly un- he's, he's done uh sicario sicario's good too sicario's so good okay sicario is not a great movie it's got great actors in it and it's it's a good like action movie hang that's like got the like tease of being more high concept than it actually is but but scario scario's good hell or high water is really good i don't think i've seen a better suspenseful action movie than than sicario like it does suspense so fucking well mad max fury road that i know not no not to the level that i watched yeah there's uh, maybe I'll, i'll look for it i'll send you a video essay Sam on like how they built that sh- to that shootout on, on that bridge. bridge. Oh my fuck that Be- fucking sequence. Oh my god! <laughs> because like for the first time, there's like what like there's like th- like seven seconds of like actual like action in that scene, like actual like shooting and, mm-hmm. and like, but like it just like it, it had me on it has on you. imaginary edge of my seat because I wasn't on a seat, but when I was watching it, but holy fuck it's fucking yeah it's it's brilliant like the way and, they built up the tension with that shit was like <laughs> okay so taylor sheridan roger deakins and denis villeneuve like just like just what a modern like masterpiece trio like yeah. they are all masters of their craft yeah and I, yeah, I want to give make, them... how do you make a bad movie with that trio you it's impossible it's absolutely <laughs> impossible yeah because like I haven't seen the second Sicario, but I it's have. just yeah. But like from what I understand, it's pretty bland, right? Yeah. It's pretty plain. It's yeah. not. It doesn't have the because you missed. You dropped two thirds of the of that trio, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's exactly. just not the same. It's not. It tries. Re- it it. You got to give it props for for its efforts and at least trying to be like the first one. But oh hell yeah, it's just no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Come like on. yeah, Actually, I bet like you should watch it. Just, just so I can get your opinion. That's it. Yeah, about it. I absolutely should. I, I've been meaning to. I just, I just haven't really had the desire. But I, t- I totally should. 
Um, how have you guys seen? There was just a trailer that came out for uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Have you Stop. have you seen that? It's it's his his next movie that he Taylor? wrote and directed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna he, watch the fucking trailer. Then. Yeah, check it out. It's it's cool. It's got Angelina Jolie, and it's like the first time that I've seen her in something where I'm like excited about. And it looks it looks really <laughs> like it's a, it, it, like in a while like I think <laughs> I there hasn't been something like I don't know that like, that she's done that's really like stood out to me in a while like mm-hmm. because she's fantastic and I think I even think she's a good director too like um, I haven't seen anything she's directed I don't think what was that movie called um, not it's it's not Unbreakable is it Unbroken. Mm-hmm. I li- like, you know, it's not a masterpiece by any means, but I really like it. I think it's like, I don't know. I think everything about it was was well made. And I like, I, I like, I liked everybody in it. It's a good movie. It's of course, a, John Bernthal's. In. Yeah. <laughs> and he's an, like, he seems like another asshole. Like, he seems like another. <laughs> Taylor Sheridan is just like, he's a perfect <laughs> asshole. <in my> characters. <laughs> he's really good at playing an asshole, though. Like, even, yeah. even if he's a good character in a movie, he's still an asshole. <laughs> oh, man. He, um, he, he is so funny in The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. He, he is <laughs> so. I think Sneaky, he's the funniest person in the movie. Like when he's like when he's lifting weights if in for all the high school people and he's like asking the, the kid who he's selling drugs to to like put in a convert <laughs> with his sister for him. Like, <laughs> he's he's so, so good. And the scene where he's like, sell me this pen <laughs> or or whatever it was. He he's he's fantastic. John John Bernthal is, is like a a good actor. I love him. He's he's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie definitely gonna check it out. Looks good already. It does, <laughs> right? Like I don't. I I stopped watching the trailer because I was like, I don't want to know anymore. Like I'm, I'm liking everything <laughs> about this. I want to see like yeah, because like I feel like yeah, I, maybe I I don't know if Taylor Sheridan's best combo is when he is writing and other people are, are directing. I'm I, I don't know. I want to mm-hmm. I want to see this because like I'm, you know he only has Windy River under his belt. So I want to see like another thing that he's that he's going to direct, and um, yeah, yeah, to- like oh, I want to see Yellowstone as well. I really want to see Yellowstone. Is he involved with that too? He's one of the creators of the show, right? The TV show, right? With Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's one of the he's one of the creators of the show with um, yeah. Like my dad's been watching it. My dad's been talking about how good it I've is. I've heard my people at work talk about that show. Yeah, my older brother's watched the whole thing twice, he said. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um okay, I think yeah, I think that's everything That's, that's the episode. I think so. <laughs> Thank you for uh watching us suck Taylor, Taylor Sheridan's dick. Um we've had <laughs> we've had so much speak fun. For your, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am a dick rider. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Paul Thomas Anderson, so we didn't. We didn't. Have... <laughs> look, look. There was there was one script in the entire world that I would written. It's goddamn Magnolia. So you know what? I'll, I'll ride Paul Thomas Anderson dick, Anderson's dick, but not not fucking Sheridan. I I, I hire. <laughs> Move aside, Maya Rudolph. <laughs> You've had your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man good. uh fuck yeah um okay well shit thanks everybody for joining us um yeah i hope uh 
I hope uh, listening to us uh, ramble for a while was as fun as it was uh, <laughs> for for us. Um, yeah, shit, we still got uh, still got lots of uh, lots of time left in the year. We're gonna be uh, possibly moving into a new space if you know COVID uh, eases up. Maybe DJ, you can join me in person uh, uh, one of these days. I don't know. That, would, be, I don't, that would that would bring back old old memories. I yeah, I know. I don't I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, that, that sounds... <laughs> I feel great about it. What you okay, mean? good. I <laughs> know. Uh, not. I don't want the old memories. I'm gonna stay in my. I'm gonna stay in my in my little office I have here. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Sam. I hope. Uh. Yeah. I hope. I uh, hope. Uh, your COVID situation gets better. I mean, I hope everybody's does, but like, I know that the states has been, it's been pretty rough. <laughs> Yeah. We're, tough, we're tougher over here. We'll be okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, thank, <laughs> they can thank, afford to, to sacrifice more people <laughs> in the States. <laughs> He's not laughing. He's, <laughs> He's trying to think of a maple syrup joke. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just really funny to me when Canadians have a stance on anything because it's a fan like you guys are going to be someone's bitch. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. That was. <laughs> yeah. Well, your guys's opinion doesn't even matter. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. That's our number one military in the world. <laughs> no, that's what I say. That's what you're saying to us. That's always like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, that's not how they feel about us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, at least, like, thanks. Yes, you brought up, like, there's usually three. It's usually, like, there's a moose joke, there's a maple syrup joke, or there's, like, a military joke. So you did one of them. So that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming, uh, coming aboard, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we still we appreciate you here even through all the shit talk. Um, next week we're gonna talk about Interstellar. Um, and <laughs> just, sorry, I just threw up in my mouth <laughs> again, again, really, <laughs> again. <laughs> all right, just hit, just hit stop. <laughs> um, okay, follow us on Letterbox. I'm Cam B one two three. D um, Carnegie Seven, I think that's it. DJ Carnegie Seven, it's one of the yeah, two. something like that. Keep Champagne SVM, you know what's up. Whoop whoop. Right. Um, check us out on uh, Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, check out the Red Rebel. We got uh, we got lots of cool projects coming up. If you need, if you, if you get married, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, lots of good stuff. Um, much love to everybody. Stay safe. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. So visit saspodcastnetwork.com for more podcasts from local Saskatchewan talent.